Thank you for joining us today. For more information about the church, campus locations, service times, and more, visit ecoegt.com. Also, stay in touch with us on social media by liking us on Facebook and following us on Instagram, at ecoegt. Now let's repair our hearts as we go into the message. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Can you believe Thanksgiving is here? Wow. Hey, today we continue our sermon series, our second sermon in the series called The Battlefield of the Mind. You'll notice from the notes that you uh, received when you came in today, we'll talk about being more thankful. Being more thankful. I hope you brought your sword, the word with you, your Bible, whether in physical form or digital form, because we're going to go through some powerful verses today that I think is going to just just encourage you. Our foundational passage for this series is found in Proverbs 15, verse 15. And I love how the New Living Translation translates this verse. It says, for the despondent every day brings trouble. For the happy heart, life is a continual feast. Now, do you want to have trouble or you want to have a feast? Hey, most of us would say, I want my life to be more like a banquet, more like a feast than to be just filled with trouble. Now, the writer's not saying that, that trouble won't come your way, but it's the perspective, it's the attitude that we have when we walk through those troubles. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 3 and verse 4, the writer says this, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. Perfect peace. Everyone who trusts in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Now notice the qualifying phrase, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. So he will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is fixed on him. In Psalm 95, verse 1, the psalmist says, Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let's come to the Lord, to his presence with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms and praise to him. For the Lord is a great God, a great king above all gods. Look at verse 5. The sea belongs to him. He made it. His hands formed the dry ground too. Come, let us, let us bow down and let us worship him. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is our God, we are the people he watches over, the flock under his care. How many are thankful that you're under the care of God? You're under the watchful eye of the Lord. You know, research demonstrates that being thankful, a spirit of gratitude increases happiness. Do a little bit of research and you'll discover that if you, if you live with gratitude, if you live with the heart of thanksgiving, that your life is going to be happier, it's going to be, going to be better. 
A.W. Tozer, the great theologian in the last century, said this, Thanksgiving has a curative power. It has a curative power. Did you know what one of the greatest enemies of contentment is? A lack of gratitude. Ingratitude will rob you. Being thankless will rob you of joy, of peace, and and contentment. One said this, thanksgiving is good, but thanks living is better. Living a thankful heart is better. Living with the spirit of gratitude is better. Mother Teresa said this, the best way to show gratitude to God is to accept everything, even my problems, with joy. See, the act of being thankful can have long-term effects on you. It can have long-term effects on your mood, your disposition, which in turn will affect your personal health and even relationships, whether they're work relationships or personal relationships. Gratitude, thankfulness, praise, worship can have an amazing effect on your mental health as well. Have you ever noticed it is hard for a thankful person to be an anxious person at the same time? It's hard to be thankful and anxious at the same time. The next time you find yourself real anxious, just stop and have a praise break. Just stop and begin to thank the Lord for all that he's done. Begin to look around you and see the blessings. The next time anxiety just tries to overwhelm you, take a few moments and go into that happy place in your mind and begin to verbally declare the things you're thankful for, a spirit of gratitude. It's very difficult to be thankful and anxious at the same time. Go with me to Philippians. Before we get into our sermon, Philippians chapter 4. We love chapter 4 of Philippians. Verse 6, Paul said this, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need And thank him for all he has done. So there's a prescribed recipe here. There's a prescribed uh, prescription here. don't, Don't be anxious, but pray. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. Then you will experience God's peace. Now, many of us are looking for God's peace, But we're not willing to do the first part. We're not willing to stop worrying and start praying. And and, and then we, we might pray, but we're praying out of anxiousness instead of a place of rest. We're, we're, We're not praying out of a heart of thanksgiving. So what happens is the peace of God uh eludes us. But Paul tells us how to have the peace of God that surpasses understanding. That goes beyond natural understanding. It will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, and now, brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy 
of praise. Put, keep putting into practice all you've learned and received. It says, and then the peace of God will be with you. Notice verse 10, how I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the opportunity, the chance to help me. Not that I ever was in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation. Notice that phrase, I've learned the secret of living in every situation. The problem is, is we often walk through situations, but we're not living through it. We're just getting by. Paul learned the secret of living in every circumstance. Contentment. The enemy is trying to rob you of your contentment. The enemy is trying to rob you of your joy. But if we learn to walk in thankfulness, we will find our contentment once again. Notice what a thankful heart will do. It will bring the peace of God into your life. It will make you more positive. A person who's, who's just looking at the good and, and a, a, a praising, a worshipful person. It will also enable you to experience contentment. And how many know that we can use a whole lot more contentment in today's society? Notice in your notes, the first thing we want to talk about is the call to thanksgiving. To call, the call to thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, Paul says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Be thankful. Find a place of gratitude in what you're experiencing, what you're walking through. It's hard. It's difficult. But find a place of gratitude. Thank God for those that are sitting beside you, in front of you, and behind you. Thank God for those you're doing life with. Thank God for, for, for those that God's brought into your path to, 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 to help you in this season. See, learning to walk in a spirit of uh, of gratitude. In today's society, there seems to be an entitlement mentality. John Ertberg writes this, an entitlement mindset produces ingratitude. So I want to challenge us today. If you have a sense of entitlement, then ask the Lord to help you see things different. An entitlement, a sense of entitlement is this, the world owes me something. Everybody owes me something. Everybody, so, so we're looking at life to give us something. But how many know life is unfair? How many know there's injustices in life? And when you're looking for an entitlement, you're looking for, for life to give you something like that, then you're going to be disappointed all the time. Our litigious society demonstrates the mentality that people think they're owed something. There's a proliferation of lawsuits. We don't get something we want, let's sue somebody. For example, I read this. The San Francisco Giants were once sued for passing out Father's Day gifts to men only. Father's Day? 
They're passing out gifts to men only, and they get sued because they're passing out. Come on. Is that a reality? It's a society that feels like they're owed something. Somebody's getting something. I'm not getting it. I deserve it, so, so you got to give it to me. Another, another frivolous lawsuit was this. A psychology professor was sued for sexual harassment because of the presence of mistletoe at a Christmas party. It's a Christmas party. There's mistletoe. How many remember in elementary school you used to have the mistletoe over the classroom door walking through? Anybody have that? Come on, it's just normal. It's mistletoe, but you're getting sued. There's an entitlement mentality that breeds ingratitude. The world doesn't owe you anything. The world doesn't owe me anything. I've got to learn a place in my relationship with God to be content, to realize that God is my provider, that God is my source, that God is my help. Let's talk secondly about the reason for Thanksgiving. The primary reason that we should be thankful people and live in a spirit of gratitude is because we're children of God. We've been, we've been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. And this is the continual theme of believers, that we belong to the Lord. This world is not our home. This world is not, is not what we're living for. We're living to be with God for eternity. So go with me to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. We're going to be here in Colossians just for a few moments. Look at verse 17. Paul says, whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus. Whatever you do, you're, you're a representative of the Lord Jesus. However you walk through life, you're representing Jesus. You've heard the cl cliche statement, you might be the only Jesus people ever see. So be mindful, and whatever you do, whatever you say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Giving thanks, live a life of thankfulness. You are a representative of the Lord Jesus. Sometimes people seem to be filled with the spirit of grumble instead of a spirit of thankfulness. As believers, we should live in gratitude because we are forgiven. We're born again. We're children of God. Now, the foundation of this statement, verse 17 in chapter 3, really is found in chapter 1 of Colossians. If you go back to chapter 1, you look at verse 11. He says, we also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. You got to endure. You got to live with a spirit of, of, of patience, amen? May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. 
So notice, Paul says our thanksgiving and praise in this instance is directed to God the Father because of what God the Father has done through God the Son. You've been washed in the blood. You've been forgiven. You've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. He says you've been qualified for inheritance. You've been rescued from darkness. And you are now brought into the kingdom of God's son, Jesus We have reason to be thankful. We have reason to live in gratitude. We have reason to praise the Lord. So you'll notice in your notes, there's a couple questions there. How can I increase my thankfulness? How can I live with a greater sense of gratitude? Well, let's stay there in Colossians. Go to the next chapter. Go to chapter 2 for a moment. Here in chapter 2, verse 7, Paul says, Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then, the qualifying phrase is your roots grow down into him. Your life is being built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught And you will overflow with thanksgiving. You will what? Overflow. You want to live in more gratitude? You want to know how to be more thankful? Keep growing in your relationship with Christ. Let the roots of your faith go deep into him and the word. Go deep into your relationship with Christ. And then there's going to be something you're going to overflow going to overflow with his goodness and a spirit of thankfulness is going to overflow your life so possibly possibly if we're living with the spirit of ingratitude could it be that our roots are not going deep in Christ could it be that we're stunted in our spiritual growth Paul says a sign of a spiritual believer, a sign of someone who is growing is one whose roots are going deep in him because the product of that is they are living a life of uh, thankfulness. Go to chapter 4. Chapter 4, Colossians, look at verse 2. How can we increase our gratitude? How can we be more thankful? Paul says, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. You got to devote yourselves. You got to be intentional about prayer and about thankfulness. You got to be intentional because there's a lot of tragedy that happens to us. There's a lot of storms we walk through. There's a lot of setbacks in life. There's a lot of unexpected things that come our way. And we have to be devoted to calling out to God, to prayer, and we have to be devoted of seeing the blessings around us, even when we're hurting, even when there's pain, even when there's a sense of loss around us. Write this, thankfulness is evidence of a spirit-filled life. It's evident that you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Go to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, look at verse 17. 
Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. You know this, God will tell you what he wants you to do. The Spirit of God will lead you and guide you. The Spirit of God will order your steps. Understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts, and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So a spirit-filled life, as you're being filled with the Holy Spirit, that's the construction of the Greek there. Be ye being filled with the Spirit of God. Don't see how close to the world you can get and still be Christian. Listen, fall in love with Jesus. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And as you're singing songs and hymns to the Lord, being thankful to God for every season you're in. Showing gratitude to the Lord. Let me tell you what thankfulness does. Thankfulness, write this, is an antidote for sin. An antidote. Right there in chapter 5 of Ephesians, back up to verse 4. And he's listing some things. He says, listen, don't behave like this. Don't live this way like the Gentiles live. Verse 4 He says, don't tell obscene stories. Don't be given to foolish talk, coarse jokes. Did you know the Holy Spirit is concerned about the jokes you listen to, the jokes you say? Listen, this Christianity is to affect every aspect of your life. It's to change every part of your life. So listen to what he says. Don't give to obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes. These are not for you. Let there be thankfulness to God. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. Let me tell you what a powerful story and powerful testimony is. Is when we can live in gratitude and thankfulness when there's not a whole lot to be thankful for in the natural. When there's not a whole lot in the natural really to get excited about, but when we are thankful in the midst of those times, it's a testimony to those around us and to the world. Wow, I want the peace you have. Tell me about the joy. Tell me about the source of your thankfulness. Write this under B, look what God has done. If we're going to live in a spirit of thankfulness, a spirit of gratitude, we've got to continually look at what God's done for us. Look where he's brought us from to where we are today. Now, I want to take you to what I think is just a powerful passage of Scripture, and it's found in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Paul breaks out in praise. He says, but thank God. And there's an exclamation point. It's a shout, thank God. He has made us his captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. And now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like sweet perfume. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. So Paul says, 
hey, remember who you are. You are his captives. You're in his parade. It's important to realize this is not your parade. It's God's parade. It's his parade. Sometimes we want to make it all about us. And it got nothing to do about us. Don't have nothing to do about you and me. Has everything to do about him, about God, about Christ. You're in his parade and you now have a redefined purpose. You were blind, but now you see. You were dead, but now you live. You were lost in sin, but now you walk in freedom that's found in the forgiveness of the Father. And you are a fragrance rising up to God. You know, back in Ephesians, it talks about in chapter 5, verse 2, about the sacrifice of Jesus was a sweet aroma, was an aroma to God, a sweet perfume rising up, pleasing the Father. Your life is pleasing to God. When you and I live in gratitude, when you and I live with the heart of thankfulness, it's like a sweet aroma to the Lord. And that which pleases the Father, the favor of the Lord follows. And I don't know about you, but I want the favor of God in my life. I need the favor of the Lord on me. Finally, let's talk the next few moments about how we This Thanksgiving week, we need to learn to rest in him. Go back to Colossians chapter 2 for a moment. Remember, we asked the question, how can I increase my thankfulness? And in verse 7 of chapter 2, we talked about how, how Paul says, let your roots grow down into him. Let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. So this is a byproduct. You'll overthrow, overflow with thankfulness. Now look at verse 8. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking, from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you are also complete Through your union with Christ. Did you hear that? You are complete through your union with Christ, who's the head over every ruler and authority. Write this word, (coughs) captivated. Do not be captivated. Don't let anyone capture you. (coughs) What Paul is speaking about, (coughs) that word captivated means to kidnap, to capture, to take away. And there were false teachers in Colossae. They were using seductive tactics. The believers had to see to it that they didn't allow themselves to, be, to, to let down their guard and be captured intellectually with false arguments. He says empty philosophies, vain, empty, devoid of truth, philosophy, that which leads to nowhere, that which benefits no one or nothing. He says, high-sounding nonsense. It sounds intellectual, but it's really ridiculous. It may sound okay, but it's empty deceit. Empty deceit because it has no power to change the life. 
has no ability to deliver the oppressed, to set the captive free, to change the heart. But how could it? Because Paul said it comes from human thinking. The source is man, man's own intellect, man's own knowledge. Is this not the problem today? Man believes and has exalted his own way, his own philosophy, his own wisdom above God. Is this not how the enemy works? He exalts self, he exalts man to detract from God. Not only is the source from human thinking, but even more so the spiritual powers of this world. They're demonic in nature. Their source is the power of darkness. And church, we must never fail to see the spiritual impact behind the physical manifestation. Some do not want to acknowledge it. Others will deny it. But hear me today, we're in a spiritual war. We're in a spiritual fight. It's the battlefield of mind. The enemy's trying to, 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 to distract you and capture you with empty thoughts founded in human reasoning. But the world cannot satisfy you. There's only one who can, and his name is Jesus. And this is what I want you to see. It's the, one of the last fill in the blank, the second to the last. Write the word complete, because you are complete in Christ. This Thanksgiving, learn to rest in Jesus. You're complete in Christ in whom lives all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The fullness of God lived in him. This Thanksgiving, may you know that you're filled from his fullness. Maybe you find yourself empty. Maybe you find yourself tired. Maybe you find yourself beat up. Maybe you find yourself, like I don't know if there's a whole lot to be thankful for. You're running on empty. Come to Jesus. Let him fill you today. You're complete in him. Run to Christ. Come to Jesus, the light shining in the darkness. Come to Jesus, the lily of the valley, the, the bright and morning star. Come to Jesus, the captain of our salvation. Come to Jesus, the hope of eternal life. Come to Jesus and rest in him. And today we rejoice. Today we've come to let the whole world know, to tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. And we can rest in him because we're complete. And write this final fill in the blank. We're complete through our union with Christ. Musicians, will you come? Today, in one sense, we have a lot to be thankful for. We look around us, we see our friends. We look around us, we see our neighbors. We see life, and we know that there are some good things. But in another sense, you've been through the battle. You've been through the storm. And you feel like the wind's been taken out of your cell. Rely upon the completeness that is found in Christ. Come to him today. Let him renew you. Let him refresh you.
know, the enemy has attacked you. The enemy has come against you, but you're still here. The enemy's tried to, to, to tackle your faith and destroy your faith, but you're still believing. The enemy's told you, I've, 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 I've taken from you, I've stolen from you. What's your God going to do now? But you're showing up. You're still worshiping. The enemy's shooting his arrows at you. He's taking his best shot, but you're still here today, and you're still declaring God is faithful. Church, we have reason today to be thankful. We have reason today to live with the spirit of gratitude. We have reason today because we're children, sons and daughters of the Most High. Are we guarded against affliction? Absolutely not. Are we guarded against storms? No, we'll still walk through storms. But we know through it all, we have the victory. Through it all, Jesus is fighting our battles. Through it all, God is for us. Who can be against us? And one day when it's all over, we're going to be in his presence together. We have reason to rejoice. We have reason to sing. We have reason to be thankful today. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. And Lord, though this year has been very hard for many folk, this year has been very difficult. Tragedy has filled our hearts. Pain has filled our lives. Yet God, in this moment, we give you thanks. In this moment, we say we want to live in gratitude and thankfulness. And Lord, I pray. I pray, God, that when we feel empty, that we'll come to the one who is complete. We'll come to the one who can fill us. We'll come to the one who can renew us and refresh us. God, when we feel, when we feel depleted because life has left us in pain and heartache, I pray, God, we'll run to you. I pray, God, that we'll find your presence to be refreshing and your presence to be strong. Now, Lord, we want to live with a greater sense of gratitude, a greater sense of thankfulness. May we remind ourselves that we're sons and daughters of God. May we remind ourselves We've been filled with the Spirit of God. And no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper, it shall not stand, but we will be like oaks of righteousness. We will overcome. Now, Father, strengthen today. Lead us, guide us, and direct us, we pray. In Jesus' name. Church, can we stand together for a few moments? Can we lift our hands and worship to God? Can we give God thanks? Can we give God praise? Can we give God honor? Bless the name of the Lord.